Yo, what's going on, guys? I'm going to uh, I'm gonna start a new uh, morning commute. Let's see how it sounds. I don't know. This will be the first time I got a new mic on the on the iPhone, so we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I kind of wanted to just hop on here. It's been a long two months, man. It uh, It definitely feels great to be back. It's just... You forget very quickly how consuming recruiting duty is. Like, recruiting duty is so consuming. You're consumed by everything on an everyday basis, right? Like, and while it's easily consumed and you become easily consumed by everything, by the pool cards, by the contracting, by the shipping, by the, the people, by the Marines that you're surrounded with, you also can very, you know, very easily be distracted. You know, and I'll be honest, that's a huge thing that I've dealt with my whole time on recruiting duty and all for recruiting duty and being back is being regimented, being disciplined in a schedule, you know, um, and, you know, now I have a station commander who's like, hey, man, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, you, you made a plan for a reason. You gotta stick to it. So I definitely, I've identified that as something that I definitely need to work on, um, is being more strict and disciplined, um, extreme ownership and just making sure like, hey, like this has got to get done. This has got to get done. Um, and then it's also a lot of it too is, you know, being the person who, you know, has this podcast and talks about, you know, don't don't get so ha- held up on the numbers and making phone calls and, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm focusing more on the activity than I am the result, um, you know, so making sure that that's a difference um, and also leading by example. And I'll be honest, it's, uh, you know, it's been two years since I've been on the duty, so like getting snap backed in. Getting and reminding myself, okay, this is how this has got to get done, you know. Um, you know, hey, like when a kid commits, give give him a BIQ paperwork, right? Um, when a kid commits, do this. So it's like all these things that I know that I would expect from a station commander being one. It's like I got to remind myself, like, hey, these are the things that I got to do, you know. And, um, you know, and the same thing with going to the gym, you know, going to the gym, making time for my family. Um, it becomes so easy to neglect those things. It becomes so easy to be like, oh, you know what? I'll just go tomorrow or, oh, I'll just go tomorrow tomorrow, or, oh, I'll just go later today. And, and then later today never comes, you know, and instead of just getting it knocked out in the beginning of the day, it's like, what are we doing? You know, like, you know, I have, uh, thankfully, you know, our commanding officer allows Sundays off. Um, so that's one thing I've been guaranteed since I got out here. Um, but realistically, it's like, dude, if I want to be into work at eight a- until 8 a.m., you know, why am I not going to the gym, you know, at 5 a.m. like I was for a year? Um, you know, and here I was, I was strictly going to the gym for a year, didn't miss a day. And then I allow over a, a duty to immediately take that from me. So it's, you know, it's definitely... It's definitely a mind uh, mindset, and it's definitely something that I definitely struggle with. 
So if you're somebody who is listening to this and you're like, dude, that's me. Um, I struggle with the same thing. Uh, I would love, would love some input. Uh, would love some, you know, hey, like, how do you, how do you make that work? Um, how do you in- do better with the gym and a diet and stuff like that? Because I'll be honest, that was the exact same problem I had the last time. You know, I'll either, either some days I'll go all day without eating and then I'll get home and eat or, some days I'll eat, you know, while I'm out area canvassing and then I spend so much money and then it's like I came on the duty to save money, but now I'm spending it and it's, yeah, it's insane. So there's definitely a lot of, you know, different, different things, you know, that can be done. So I don't know. It's. But, you know, I love, uh, like, someone, I keep, people keep asking me, like, why'd you come back? Why'd you come back? And I was like, well, number one, I'm a man of my word, and I said that if I could come back, that I would come back. So here I am. That's number one. Number two, it's just a dream of mine, you know? It's, it's a dream of mine that I've never let go of. You know, when I was off recruiting for the past two years, there there was like a moment where I was like, you know what, man, maybe this isn't it. You know, maybe this isn't, you know, what I want to do or where I want to go. And and then I went to these two new jobs as a recruiter for Lincoln Tech and then another company. And it just didn't give me the same feeling, you know, like when a young man commits or a young woman commits and you begin to help them with their future. It's so different than someone committing to go to school for a year for thirty thousand dollars you know or somebody else committing to go to a welding program for however long like you in my mind you really i just don't see or feel the same impact now and now i'm in a position to where i'm in a lower income area you know most of the kids that i'm talking to are living in apartments with their families and you know, they don't have X, Y, and Z. And now I'm able to help assist with getting them into a better, you know, position, you know, and, and that's what I want, you know, because if it wasn't for me, who knows how long it would take these people to get there. You know, if it wasn't for me stopping them and talking to them and, you know, how long would it be until their family saw good things, you know? Um, and it's also a way for me to give back from what I've received already. You know, I've already, I've, I've received so much as a person through the Marine Corps. You know, I wouldn't be the father I am, the husband that I am, if it wasn't for my upbringing in the Marine Corps and what the Marine Corps has done for me. You know what I don't understand? When people don't decide to just yield, like you have your own lane, and you just stop. It doesn't really much make much sense to me. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, um, just so you guys understand, I, uh, I am driving, but I am completely hands off. So no one go say anything crazy. But no, you know, it's, you know, I'm just glad that that's what it is. You know, I have the ability to help people. I change people's lives and, you know, for the better. And I'm able to have a strong influence in the community. And to be able, especially as a reservist, you know, I can explain to them, hey, like, this is what this is going to do for you, X, Y, and Z. Um, Because unfortunately, a lot of, 
you know, a lot of what we hear, you know, active duty Marines, they don't really know what's going on. They don't really know how to, how to accurately describe the features and benefits as a reservist. And to be honest, I really personally don't see a difference there. You know, a lot of people when they're active duty, as soon as they start, you know, enabling benefit tags and they find out the kid wants to do reserves, they're like, well, I don't know what to say. And it's like, dude, like, it's the same Marine Corps. Like, nothing changes. Like, I had a Marine who, the other day who was like, oh, I don't really know how to talk about the reserves. So you could have this grad. And I'm like, bro, it's still the res, like, the Marine Corps is the Marine Corps, bro. Like, just because you're doing it two, you know, four days a month as opposed to 365, you know, the, the Marine Corps doesn't change. The standards don't change. The PFT, CFT, all of those things don't change. McMap doesn't change. Not, nothing changes. The only difference is that now you're able to, as a Marine, augment yourself into other programs. You're able to do different things. So realistically, the Marine Corps in and of itself hasn't changed. So... What I would definitely say is that, like, if you guys want me to do, you know, a couple of different episodes about the reserve program, the benefits of it, what people have done to through it and how they've gotten through it, um, I'm definitely down. Um, I'm thinking about it, you know, definitely get some reservists that are here locally in New Jersey um, <clears throat> this way that I can talk to them about the program, talk to them about what the reserve program has done for them. And then also be able to reach out to other states and get other things. Because what I really want to do is now that I'm back on the duty, um, is I want to use this as a platform to be able to use for interviews that we can show police or we can show families. Um, you know, if mom or dad have a concern, we can have, you know, Sergeant so-and-so hop on and be like, hey, you know, um, you know, I'm from quote unquote high school, and I graduated there, and I did this, this, and the third, and now I'm a Marine Corps reservist out of Blase Blase, and this is what I do now, and then this is what I do in the re- in the reserves, and this is what I do in the civilian world, um, because a lot of things happen where, when it comes to, and this is what I'm realizing, and you know, I would love people's thoughts on this, is that when it comes to the features and benefits. In today's day and world, today's day and age, everywhere you go has a review. Everywhere, everywhere you go, restaurants, movies, um, anywhere you go has a review, right? So the thing is, is that we have horrible reviews all over the place, but we don't have enough good reviews. So if we create videos for, of parents, of people that believe in the Marine Corps mission, and then we use those when it comes to um, people like people's experiences. Then we have no shit, you know, um, <clears throat> people that we can talk to. Does that make sense? Because, like, for instance, right now, like, I'll be honest, uh, I have three, um, one, one Mexican, one Dominican, and I had spoken to two other Mexicans. And one of their biggest things was the education. And they wanted to be the first um, of their family to receive an education. So, I, you know, of course, I went through, you know, the McKeoB and I went through everything and I explained to them educational benefits and all that. But then I was like, you know what, let me do one better. So I FaceTimed, you know, Dr. Jose Flores, First Sergeant Flores, and he got on and he spoke to all three of them. Um, and then he spoke to their parents for me. And that is going to extend so much far of a reach 
than just telling them about something, right? So if we have videos, you know, where, because like right now, all we have is outdated DVDs of people who are talking in Spanish about boot camp. And it's like, dude, this thing is from like 2009. Like, what if we have people that are current, you know, going through the Marine Corps, and then we have their mothers who maybe didn't want them to join the Marine Corps, but then, hey, this is this is what they saw. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's definitely something that I want to do. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, but being back is definitely, definitely very, um, I don't know, a lot of people say that it's different. Like, oh, my second tour, it's so different. I don't think so. I, I don't see a difference at all, really. Um, and I'm in another AO. This is my fourth AO that I've been in in New Jersey. Um, maybe if I were to switch districts, maybe there would be a difference, which I would assume because things are di done differently in different districts. But as far as, like, people saying, oh, well, you know, recruiting is so different, it's so much harder... I don't really see it. Um, in my opinion, it's the attitude. It's the, oh, I'm not going to work on a Sunday. So, like, I'll be real, man. Like, I hit up somebody, um, and I was like, hey, there's a car wash going on in your AO. And all of your high school seniors, rising seniors, are there. And this is a school that we really don't have access to. Um, and it's in another AO. It's not in the AO that I'm working in. And the person was like, I don't work Sundays. And I was like, hmm. I just didn't comment. Listen. Here's my thing. If my commanding officer is going to tell me that, hey, you don't have to work Sunday. But I know that there's an event going on on a Sunday. And it is for a school that really doesn't let me have great access then I'm going to be there. I'm I'm going to be there. Even if it was a school that I had good access, I'm going to be there. Why? Because it's important to be within your community. It is important to take your family out, be within your community, because a lot of what people don't understand and a lot of what people don't see is that there's people, like I, this, this just happened to me. I had a woman, um, I met her, I'm working with her son, and I've only met mom twice, and it was in my deltas. So she came by the office one day, and I was like headed home. And as she, as I went outside, I was in normal, you know, civilian clothes. I had a hoodie on and shorts. And she was like, "Oh crap, Staff Sergeant Bennett." She was like, "You are a human being." She was like, "Wow, it's good to see you outside of you know your your uniform." And that's what a lot of people. They, this, where the, this, this disconnect is. A lot of people think that all we do is wear our uniforms, right? And she knows that I have a family and all these things, but it, it was, you know, being able to see me outside of uniform was very different for her. And it, you know, also calmed her down and it relaxed her. So, like, when we sit here and we say that family is so important to us and all these things, but then we're not out and about in our communities with our families at events, at community days, at national night out, at all these different things, 
well then how can we show our community and these people that our families matter to us you know like i i i plan on coming out to my ao with my family while i'm on leave you know and this way i can i maybe if i bump into some high school seniors or i i bump into some educators they see me with my family and they're like oh wow like that is actually an importance to him you know this is why i have my kids drawings on my desk um you know my my kids draw me things at school they're in pre-k and kindergarten so i have their things on my desk because we say family matters to us but does it right and how do we show that we show that by being with with our families within our communities and listen at the end of the day everybody's going to do what they're going to do regardless of anything um but i think that's a huge thing about recruiting duty today is it's not that it's so different it's that the attitude of marines is different the attitude of work ethic is different the attitude of like hey i'm i'm one for six and or i'm two for six or i'm two for seven or whatever it may be and yeah my commanding officer says that i can have off but you know what i'm not gonna work and it's like listen i'm not I'm not saying don't take time off for mental health. What I'm saying, though, is that, like, you owe it to yourself and your team to win. And if one extra day is going to help, then, you know, or a couple of extra hours, you know, like, then put in the work. But, you know, being okay with failure is, I think, what's different from back in the day like i don't know like that's what i see like to me it's the attitude um and and i say this because like i've heard this across you know micrick it's not just one rss it's not just one rs it's something that i've spoken about with everybody like everyone tells me the same thing they're like hey this office is you know missing by five but they were home at a reasonable time they were you know they took leave and they did this and they did that and it's just like it's like you know at the end of the day if you're not where you want to be and you're not doing what you're going to do then why are you taking time off and and you know and some people are going to some people may listen to what i'm saying and be like oh what do you what do you, what do you mean like why would you say that and it's like you're the, this is why you're the problem and it's like actually let's think about this if you had an sg uh you know a phase mode inspection coming and you failed that there would be repercussions if you had a you know an inspection a cgari a cgri happening and you weren't where you needed to be then you you'd damn well be at work late you damn well would be working a saturday or a sunday like if if you had a you know a friend of mine is crash fire rescue there was I think a month where there was activities going on on base where he had to be there every Saturday, Sunday. Guess what? He was there as a gunnery sergeant, active duty Marine every Saturday, Sunday. So it's like in the fleet Marine Corps, we don't allow failure in the fleet Marine Corps. We don't allow failure, but all of a sudden on recruiting duty, Oh, you know what? It's okay. And it's like, why is that a thing? You know, and and blow and and back in the day it wasn't. Back in the day this was never a thing. And I, I hate to be the person who's like, oh, back in the day. 
But that's what I'm saying is that I think in my, in my mind a huge part of when people ask me like, hey, what's the difference between now and then? That's what I would say is the lackadaisical attitude, the um, the the mentality um, of not winning, like of not making it happen. That's what I would say is the biggest difference, you know, is, you know, being around Marines that don't have this winning mentality. Instead, they have this victim mentality. And, and it's, again, it's not one particular RSS. It's not one particular RS because I've heard this across everywhere. You know, like I recently did an episode in the Marine. That's exactly what he said. The Marine was like, dude, I, I, I see it every day, like where people are failing, but they're out at the beach. You know, people are failing and they're on leave. People are failing and they're doing this. Um, and meanwhile, I'm trying to bust my hump. And the reality of it is, is that like people are, you know, you have people who are getting off the duty substandard and then complaining that they got off the duty substandard and that they got in trouble for it. And they're saying, well, I tried my hardest and I only wrote a one. Okay, well, then why is there people that can write four in a month or five in a month? But here's the thing. There's Marines who went six months writing only ones and then one month, boom, they wrote a four. You know why? It's because they never stopped working and things things finally worked out for them. And also attitudes changed, people changed, culture changed. So I think what happens is that these people, like we're failing Marines when we don't do anything about them writing just a one. Because if we allow them to just write a one and we don't do anything about it, and then they get all the way out to the point where they are substandard, well, then we allowed that to happen. We allowed that Marine to become substandard. If we didn't create anything to, you know, there was no training going on or the only training was zero and one training and, and there was nothing else happening for that Marines besides that, well, then we allowed that. We created that. And then if we allow those Marines to have off and take leave, well, then again, those Marines now understand, oh, well, if I write just one, then I still get to do all of these other things. So in my mind, we're creating this negative attitude that like, hey, I can still live a glorious life and not make mission. Making mission doesn't matter. And again, this is, you know, just my opinion. Um, you know, and it's a tough thing because it's like, okay, well, what do you do then? You know, how do you make it right? And I think it, in my mind, I think it all just starts with a winning mentality. I think it just starts with a culture change, you know, and, and I also think that like a lot of, and I've said this, you know, before and I've spoken to people throughout Mikrik and they agree with me is that there's a, there's a lot of this, like it's me versus you mentality on the duty. And that's why I hate when people call it an individual duty. Because there's a lot of it's my RSS versus your RSS or it's my my sector versus your sector or it's like, no, this is mine. You can't. And it's like, no, man, that's not how this is supposed to be. You know, like I'll tell you this before I get off. Like there was a recruiter. Um, I just got here in May and there was a recruiter who was working two females from my sector because it was gapped and he was going to give give them to me. And I said, no. I said, no. Why, why would you do that? 
and meanwhile the you know someone wanted it was like no you got to give them to bennett and i was like no you are the person who built rapport with that person you've dealt with them the family wants you as their recruiter you went you discussed and spoke with them for six months and then they finally you know through the the process of the working file you did everything you needed to do to bring them through the chain and bring them back so why would why is it okay that i just show up here and you give them to me they're about to graduate in two weeks why would they be mine i don't i don't care about that you know and now that marine is going to contract those people and that's what it is like at the end of the day it's about the people right it's about the applicants and if the applicant feels more comfortable working with somebody who's in sector a and i'm in sector b who cares you know we set up those those stipulations like hey well listen you know what if the you know if applicant so and so is a senior but they feel more comfortable working with kevin okay well then guess what kevin's going to contract that person that's fine but if this applicant does have pool referrals they're going to go to the person who's in charge of that school because that's the right way to do it but at the end of the day if you walk in and you and and this applicant walks in and they identify better with somebody else then why do we care like we lose people all the time because the right marine isn't talking to them <coughs> now mind you this is just you know again this is i'm not an 8412 i'm not some senior guy who knows everything in the world but like these are things that i just think about you know if you know if this person you know would be better with kevin or with devin or with nathan you know why not say hey you know what man um you know i'm noticing in the interview process hey you know what man i'm noticing right now that you know you actually would align a lot more with nathan you know why don't you go sit down with him you know why don't you know he's right here uh, i'm going to introduce you i i really think that he'd be able to you know mentor you a lot better and, and i'd be able you know and i think that he'd be able to do this a lot more because then we're creating quality pools we're not just creating pools and then we're able to focus more on pool attrition um and again this is just an idea of mine like i'm not saying because and I, and i say this because i've heard it you know, when I was working at, when I was a recruiter in RSS Atlantic City, this is how they did things. Um, you know, Sergeant Spears would say, hey, man, you know what? I'm, you know, I think that you'd actually be better suited with so-and-so. Like, he'd be on the phone with a grad and the guy would start talking about computers and all this stuff. And he'd be like, hey, you know what, man? I actually got a guy here in the office who actually really about that. Um, and he's a lot more knowledgeable and beneficial. So what I would like to do is I'm going to transfer you over to him this way that he can, you know, talk to you about it. And then guess what? That Marine would then set the appointment and it was a grad and Sergeant Spears' AO. No one gave a crap because we're all on the same mission letter. <laughs> we're all eating from the same, the same food. It's all, we're all sitting at the same table having family dinner. And it's when we're not that that's when that's when mission becomes impossible. Mission becomes impossible when we aren't doing what we need to do to help each other eat. <coughs> like, for instance, the other day, you know, I, I uh, 
made a phone call and I got a grad on the phone. And as I was screening him out and packing him out, um, I was like, oh, so you just graduated Bricktown, you know, Bricktownship. He's like, oh, no, I actually switched. I moved over to Raritan and I graduated from Raritan High School in Hazlitt, New Jersey. Hazlitt's about an hour away from me. The kid doesn't drive and he's a and he's a grad and another person's AO an hour away from me. I'm like, dude, I don't want a pulley who lives an hour away from me. I don't want to have to go drive to get this pulley. None of these things. So what did I do? I called a recruiter in that AO and I said, hey, man, I got a kid graduated, um, just switched school districts and um, he looking for an appointment. Awesome. Because why wouldn't I? And then guess what happened? That Marine that I gave that off to was like, oh, actually, I, I just met a kid at Brick. And, and that's how things work. But instead, people, you know, meet another person in they, their AO from another town and they work them. And it's like, no. Like, a, like you're going to get it back. Like, at the end of the day, you'll get back what's yours. And I believe that truly. So, you know, the mission's going to be impossible if we don't come together and work together as one. That's just my prior, that's just my thought process.